Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Amen. Father, it is in this awesome holy presence with your Holy Spirit all over us right now that we open this service, the ministry of the Word. We pray, Lord God, that you will bless it. We extend our hands out through this camera, Lord God, to Pastor Harold and Maud there at home. And we just release the healing of the wounds of Jesus into our pastor. This is Pentecost and we miss you. Our pastor, our father here of this flock. And Father, now we surrender the service to you. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you now take your rightful place. Take over and challenge us and change us and empower us. And even in this week, Lord God, it will be a week to be remembered. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, And we all agree and say, Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you to the band, the ministry. These hymns are powerful. I must never, ever just underestimate them. They're very powerful. Dear brother and sister, half an hour with you, with a word. And uh, God spoke to my spirit a message, a hunger for revival. A hunger for revival. As I said, since last week, something happened in my spirit. And God started challenging me. And I went home after the service and I started doing some introspection. And I'm going to tell you straight, I don't know about you, but if you reach the point that you become satisfied with your level of spirituality and fullness and whatever, you're in trouble. We should remain hungry for the Lord, always, anybody. Okay, I see some of you are hungry. Don't worry that you can... <laughs> A hunger for revival. And God led me to these little books, and as you can see, they are really well read. This one is called The High, Co- called the High Cost of Revival. I don't think you even get it anymore. But oh my, 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 God met me. This one is Afrikaans. Eufies van die Pinkster bid hier, 1861 tot 1961. My word. And then I got to this one. Spiritual hunger, God, men, and other sermons by John G. Lake. Try and get it and begin to read it because the very first sermon in here is on spiritual hunger. I want to tell you God began to stir up a hunger in my soul and I visited occasions in my past years. Now, what is it, 37 years that I've served the Lord and he started showing me things and I said, my God, where are those times? Where are those times that it did not even bother me to pray through the night? What happened to the stirring of the spirit? What happened that after a service, we were so drunk that I could not drive my car home. One day a traffic cop stopped me after a Pentecostal service and I was so drunk, I was driving like this. And as he started speaking to me, he said to me, are you drunk, sir? I said, no, I'm coming from church, believe it or not. 
and he was a Christian. And as he came closer, the Holy Spirit met him. We need times of refreshing again. Hallelujah. Come on. It's Pentecost 2021. Started to work in me. We're in dangerous times, as I said last week. And our only means of survival is revival. Come on. We need it. If you're satisfied this morning, may God shake you out and stir you up. Hallelujah. I have a holy dissatisfaction in me. I want those times again. I remember us singing one chorus for a whole evening until the fire of God came down. Hallelujah. Come on. Come sing a new lied for him. Jelle aand lang. And he touched us. Gypsy Smith said, if you want revival, and bless you there on that side also, you're not alone and forgotten in the fishbowl. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Praise God. There's a special anointing there. Praise the Lord. And you in the fishbowl. And you in the fishbowl. And you out there. Our Australian friends have become so close to me. Right now, may the power of God hit Australia, New Zealand, China, Russia, UK, Canada, all these places. Listen, it's Pentecost. Gypsy Smith said, you go into your prayer closet, you take chalk, you draw a circle, and you say, Lord, send a revival and let it begin with me. Take our eyes off other people. Revival is the awakening. And now something happened here. You know this thing. How do I ever get this? Sorry. Revival is the time. And you can laugh at me having notes. I'm structured in what I want to do. <laughs> That's me, my profile. Matthew 5 or 6. Matthew 5 or 6. Blessed are they. Blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? Come on. Come on, get excited. You want to be blessed. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they what? Shall be filled. If you want to be blessed, if you want to be filled, there's a key word, hunger. There's a key word, thirst. How hungry are we? How thirsty are we? Have you ever been hungry in your life? Anybody really been hungry? Two people. <laughs> You're blessed, eh? Have you ever been thirsty? I remember in Botswana on an outreach, we ran out of water. Never been so thirsty in my life. Eventually, we ate up all the oranges and there was nothing else with water in it. We eventually got to a mission station. And there was an old tank there. And the people just saw the tap. And they ran towards it and they just started drinking, not realizing it was old, old, old water. They got sick from it. But if you've ever been thirsty, you will know. If you've ever been hungry, you will know what Tiens Blom is beginning to feel on the inside. I'm not satisfied with what we have. I want the fullness of Pentecost returning to our church. Is there anybody out there? Come on. Oh, praise God. 
Imagine the disciples in the upper room. Those 120 people gathering together. Jesus was gone. They didn't know what to expect. But they had something. They had the hunger and the thirst because they had a promise. And that promise is in Acts 1 verse 4 when Jesus said, And he commanded them, Do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Listen, it is Pentecost. We're waiting for the promise of the Father. How many of you still remember the old days when they had the Pentecost prayer meetings? Ten days before Pentecost. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The 120 waited, and I was so blessed when Pastor Harold used that word now, where they were so full. People are so full. I want to say to you, when the disciples and those in the upper room were filled, they were filled to overflowing. I want us to be so overflowingly filled that when we walk out of these services in the week to come and we get to our homes and we get to our workplace, that our faces will shine and that the glory of God will be upon us and people will fall to their knees and cry out for repentance. That's Pentecost, hallelujah. That's revival. When you go to a restaurant, they present you with a menu. Now there's two tricks I've learned. Don't be too hungry when you go to a restaurant because in Afrikaans, they say, your ears are as your mouth. Your eyes are bigger than your stomach. And you just order everything and then you can't eat half of it. And the other thing is never go shopping when you're hungry because you buy all stuff that you're not supposed to buy. <laughs> when you go to a restaurant, they present you with a menu. Some of these menus are very, very good. They've got pictures. And those pictures are done in such a way, man, that you just... And you want to eat everything on the menu. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. But if you look just a little bit to the right or a little bit down, you see a price. And that's where you decide, okay, now I'll just go with toasted cheese or something. I want to, in the next few minutes, show you a menu of what God has for us, what He wants to bring for us, things that happened in the past, revivals, times of great visitation, times of awakening. John G. Lake, one of my heroes, the father of the Pentecost Church in South Africa, for 32 years of his life, they never had one year without an invalid in the family. 32 years of having an invalid in the family constantly. By the age of 24, he had lost four brothers and four sisters to death. 24, four brothers, four sisters. Eventually, when he gave his life to the Lord, it made him so hungry for healing. It made him so desperate. I sometimes think the problem with our churches are we're too satisfied. We're not desperate enough. When he gave his life to the Lord, there were four that were still very, very ill. He started crying out to God for three years with tears 
crying out with tears to God. And there's a key therein. Eventually he got married. Shortly afterwards, guess what? His wife became an invalid. Had a very sickly boy. Listen, I don't know about you, but if sickness comes close to my house, which I've experienced, I want to say to you, it makes you desperate. It does something to you on the inside. And he cried out with tears to God. Tears are important to the Lord. John 11 verse 35. Jesus wept. It's not a shameful thing for a man to weep. Come on, men. In fact, if you don't weep, I think something's wrong because we want to be Christ-like. It's okay to weep. Oh, that clock in the back is getting me. Sure. But I can say this to you. If you weep, God takes notice. I'm not talking about being emotionally worked up, psyched up, stirred up. I'm talking about something that happens here on the inside of you that you go, oh, and God sees and God hears and God is stirred. Do you know what the most outstanding phenomenon of all revivals are? Tears. Tears of repentance. Tears that cry out to God from a broken heart. A softened heart. Tears of denial of yourself. Tears with humility. Tears of sheer gladness and joy because of the goodness of God. And tears while you praise God. Psalm 126 verse 5. Those who sow in tears shall reap <laughs> in joy. Psalm 126 5. Your tears are important to God. All revivals started with tears, remained in tears, and when the tears stopped, the revival stopped because people became so, okay. Listen to this scripture and write it down, mark it in your Bible. If you're familiar with pain and suffering and tears, this is your scripture today. Psalm 56 verse 8. Psalm 56 verse 8. You have seen me tossing and turning through the night. You have collected all my tears and preserved them in your bottle. Hmm. You've recorded each one of my tears in your book. John G. Lake tells a story of a very, very hungry man, Dan van Vieren, South African man. For those of you that don't know, John G. Lake actually stayed for a while in Krugersdorp. Know where the house is, well, was. There's a car dealership thing there now. He lived in Johannesburg, Dan van Vieren, he was a butcher. He also had severe tuberculosis and was about to die. He knew that his time was very short. In those days, TB killed people 
by the hundreds. He bought a little farm and he started cultivating it to make provision for his family. And then he heard of the testimonies, testimonies, testimonies. Remember last time the true purpose of Pentecost? Testimonies. And he saw a letter containing some of these testimonies of the lame being healed, of invalids being restored, of drunkards being saved, of gamblers stopping their gambling, of communities being changed. And he said, oh God, I want this. He went into the felt in a secluded place, found an old African thorn tree, crawled in under it, and put that letter before the Lord and said, Father, God Almighty, if you could do it for other people, you can do it for me also. If you can give revival to other people, you can bring it to South Africa also. God in heaven, if you could do it for them, you could do it for me too. That became the overwhelming hunger and thirst as he desperately cried out to God. In a few minutes, God answered. His TB was healed and he breathed all the air that he wanted to breathe. The glory of God came upon him. He had a wife that he'd been praying for for 18 years. And as he approached the house, she was standing at the door and she saw the glory of God on her husband. She saw that he could breathe normal again. She fell to her knees and she cried out, oh God, today I need you to save me. 13 family members were saved. 19 families around them got touched and baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was so moved and so consumed with God. God said to him, go to the parliament. In those days, Premier Louis Buita was the premier of South Africa. He went and in the parliament building, he walked into his office. Now Louis Buita knew him as a reckless young man. But as this man stood before him, he said, oh my God, this man talks like God, looks like God, and I feel God and His majesty in this office. The premier fell to his knees, crawled in under his desk and cried out to God, what will happen tomorrow if you walk into your building with your boss and he falls to his knees without you even saying a word? That's Pentecost, hallelujah. He was so filled with the fire of God it propelled him from Cape Town to the north and he preached all over in all the departments of the government with the same results. You see, he experienced the fire of God and with that fire of God on him, he was a changed man. They asked John Wesley, why is it that you could draw such large crowds he says, I fall to my knees and I cry out to God to set me on fire. And then people come and see me burn. Hallelujah. That is Pentecost. People must want to come and see you burn. Imagine coming into your office to just come and experience the glory of God once again. If you did it in the past, God, you can do it again. Hallelujah. Charles Parnham. 
an American minister. He was so hungry for the Acts 2 experience that he started a Bible school. And he said to his students, sell everything you have. We're going to live by faith. We're going to be here by faith. But one thing, you will pray for three hours, three hours, three hours. Every student got a turn in a cycle to pray for three hours, day and night, nonstop, until just after midnight on 1991, January the 1st. Uh, sorry, 1901, January the 1st. The Holy Spirit was poured out. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm sure that all of you have heard people talking in tongues. Up until then, it was not known. They did not know about it. Can you imagine a time where people did not pray in tongues? So this woman was filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues for three days without stop. He became so hungry that he eventually started ministering all over the world, preaching the gospel. There is the Welsh revival, um, Evan Roberts, 26 years old. And I wish all the young people were in church today because for 13 years he prayed for the revival in Wales. That means he started praying for revival at the age of 13. A 13-year-old boy, hungry for God, praying for 13 years. And at age 26, the Holy Spirit was poured out mightily. He had a vision of how uh, Wales was taken up into heaven, and he knew revival was coming. This man was hungry and thirsty for God. My question is, how hungry and thirsty are we today for God? Really? In 1904, 1905, that revival hit them. At the age of 11, he left school and he went to work in the coal mine. He had a Bible with him. He carried that Bible into the coal mine. And whenever he had an opportunity, he would read it. There was an explosion and the fire of the explosion scorched the pages of his Bible. With that scorched Bible, he preached the revival into existence. Hallelujah. He prayed the revival into existence. Are we even thinking about revival? I am hungry for it, and I'm thirsty for it. Come on. He attended a meeting, and the preacher preached, Bend us, O Lord. Bend us, O Lord. The price tag is, I must be bent into a sea. Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness. The revival hit. And it was so amazing. There was a moral revolution. And I tell you, South Africa needs a moral revolution as never before. Morality has gone out the doors and we need it back. Hallelujah. The bars closed. The prostitution houses closed. The gambling halls cl <coughs> sorry, closed. Everything shut down. The miners that used to curse in those uh, 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 cavities and tunnels now was heard from those tunnels praises and singing to God and prayers shouting out from underground. 
The mules had to be retrained because they only understood cursing commands. Now they had to be retrained. Instead of saying, you, ching, 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 move, they would say, glory, hallelujah, and the mule would go, praise God. Woo! He warned, it's useless praying for the fire of heaven to descend when the altar is unbuilt and the sacrifice unprepared. Let that sink in. How prepared are we as sacrifices and how prepared is the altar for the pouring out of the Holy Spirit? Praise God. I'm going to come in for a landing here because I have much to say on this menu. That was the hors d'oeuvres. I hope that is the correct English pronunciation. Die voorgerecht. There are things here that come very close to home, the South African revivals and what happened there. God is ready to revive us. But I want to say this to you before we begin to deal, uh, just hand out those cloths. Ask yourself this question. If Jesus does not come back for a period of time, what would the history books say about the church of 2021? What would be recorded in history, if anything at all, about 2021? You see, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. There's a pandemic in the natural, come on. It's very contagious. Whether you believe it or not, it is. But in the spirit, there's the Holy Spirit that wants to become contagious, that when you come into somebody's presence, they will fall to their knees and cry out to God. But the alarm clock is now ringing in our ears. And I close with these scriptures that God gave me. Ooh, man, I've got some nice things here. Restoration and awakening is revival. If you don't expect a revival for the church, Lord, send a revival and let it begin with me. You make that decision today. You look at the price tag and you say, Father, I'm willing to pay this price. Bring a revival. Paul's advice, Ephesians 5 verse 14 and onwards, Ephesians 5 verse 14, talking to me, and you can choose to take it for you. Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live, Paul says. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days, redeem the time. Ephesians 5, 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. 
Ephesians 5, 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit and filled their means to bursting open. And Paul goes on Romans 13, verse 11. And do this, knowing the time, that it is now high time to awake out of sleep. Verse 14, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Hallelujah. May God bless you. May he stir up in you a hunger. For those of you that might not, might not hear this, Dr. Dennis, is two words. Adipsia is the inability to feel thirst, am I right? And anorexia is suppressed or the inability to feel hunger. Okay. Don't let the history books write that 2021, the church, was a church filled with people that suffered from a deadly sickness, adipsia and anorexia. Lord, fill us. We're hungry. Stand to your feet. Father, I thank you. It is a time that we pray that you stir up hunger and thirst in our lives as never before. And Lord, not only for this week, because as I have read about these revivals, Lord God, I saw that people prayed for years and years and years with tears, but you answered. So Father, for the final revival on this planet Earth, we pray that you now begin to prepare our hearts to cry out to you in hunger and with hunger and thirst. In Jesus' name, let those that do not know you yet, O oh God, experience right now a draw to your spirit to surrender their lives to you. And if you call upon the Lord, he will save you. I release you now to go in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember, when you come forward to receive your cloths now, as the pastors prepare to come and hand it out, as you come forward, you receive that cloth by faith. You keep it in your Bible. You use that as a reminder and like a contact point to say, Father, let your anointing come upon me in a mighty way. And if there's anybody agree with me, say amen and amen. God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.